Biz Podcast. I'm Alison Morgan, business coach at Relauncher. Early bird tickets for the Perth Relauncher Workshop have now been released. The theme is Reset and Celebrate. I'm going to be speaking on topics including resetting for business growth, productivity and outsourcing, personal branding and business branding, plus more. There's going to be music, nibbles, drinks and gift bags to take home. It's on the 16th of January and tickets are selling extremely quickly. All the details can be found on the website at relauncher.com.au and I absolutely hope to see you there. In this podcast episode, Aranthi, founder of Acre Wellness, joins us. In this episode... We talk about Aranthi's journey from corporate to setting up two successful high-end day spas in Melbourne, then launching her Ayurvedic skincare range. Hi, Aranthi. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? I am really well, Alison. Thank you so much for having me on your beautiful podcast. So you're based in Melbourne. I certainly am, yes. And tell us a little bit about yourself. You've got a family. So I've got two um, two teenagers. I've got a daughter called Karma, who's 15, and a son called Aiden, um, which is actually where the name of my business, Acre, comes from. It's an amalgamation of Aiden and Karma. And um, we live in Bentley, which is a suburb of Melbourne, relatively close to the water. And um, a bit of my background, so my background started off by studying psychology and I wanted to be a psychologist. And then I went into the corporate arena and um, I put that to use in a more corporate environment, working um, in human resources and working in um, project management, program management, leading teams, assessing individuals and then assessing entire departments on um, organisational structure and were they performing to the levels expected and then putting in place um, uh, advice and recommendations to how to improve that. So very busy, very demanding role that I was thrown into and at the age of 25, um, I remember having a team of about 25 people, all older than me, that I was leading around Australia in um, a national project. So <laughs> learned oh pretty fast how to manage large teams, yes, and cross-functional teams as well. So that was very interesting and fantastic as um, experience that was in Telstra. Um, then, I had a, then I had a baby. Aiden was born um, in 2001 and... Um, karma came along fairly quickly after 2003. So at that point, I think I came home one day after midnight, we'd had a major meeting, we'd had a work dinner. And I remember coming home after midnight, I hadn't seen my babies all day, they were in bed. And um, their father, my partner at the time, um, had basically dealt with them all day. And I think I'm feeling frustrated that this wasn't really the life I wanted. So um I sort of settled into that frustration for a while and I think about six months after I decided to leave and I left and I basically took a year and a half off and was a mum 
And that was extremely hard work. And I realized that while I loved my children and loved being at home, I actually loved having something purposeful to wake up every morning and work on as well as my family. So I started looking for other kind of businesses I could start. And I think I've always been quite entrepreneurial. Rather than go back into the corporate world, I wanted to do something for myself that allowed me the flexibility of working around my my two little kids. I had two under two at one stage. Um, And while I was in corporate, I used to go to spas. Spas were just emerging as wellness centers back in the early 2000s. And I used to go and have massages and facials just to relax and zone out from, you know, the busy work life. And I decided to set up a spa in Brighton, which is um, a beautiful bayside suburb in Melbourne. And so not having done spa before or massage or beauty, I decided to just immerse myself, learn all about the spa and wellness industry, learn all about massage and, you know, get trained in skin treatments and skin therapy. And I (laughs) opened that business up in 2004 and ran it very successfully for quite a few years. And then I set up a second spa um, and ran the two spas. And what happened during that time I was running the spas was that I really got to understand what my clients wanted, what they were looking for. And I loved my clientele. I loved doing treatments. I loved helping them. I had a beautiful team of therapists, beauty and massage. And back in 2004, uh, when we launched Spa Samsara was the name of that spa. When we launched Spa Samsara, because my background is Sri Lankan and I grew up in Sri Lanka surrounded by um, a system of healing called Ayurveda, which is native to India and Sri Lanka, I wanted to bring that to Melbourne. And so we had a Ayurvedic uh, doctor, so actually trained Ayurvedic doctor from India Uh, We had a naturopath, we did Reiki, we did crystal healing, and we were the first spa that I can actually remember in Melbourne that actually brought Ayurveda into Melbourne because people just didn't know what Ayurveda was back in the early 2000s. Yeah, of course. That was very important. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so basically taught myself as I went. And um, I've always been very curious, very direct, ask a lot of questions. And that's how I learned about Ayurveda and my doctor. I had two doctors over the course of the um, the nearly 19 years that I was operational in the spa. And I learned a lot. And then what I realized with my clients were that they wanted natural skincare. And being a spa, they wanted to come in and not just have a treatment, but have a treatment with skincare that was actually going to be healthy for them. And as I got to know more about products and ingredients, I was actually quite um, upset to find that the companies that I had chosen and I thought were natural and organic, they actually weren't. They had a lot of ingredients in there that were quite questionable and I wasn't happy with it. So um, I just kept looking and in the end I was like, well, I can't find it, so I'm going to make it. And then I engaged a cosmetic chemist back around 2006 and um, we went through significant testing, development, researching, and again, I wasn't really happy with what they were suggesting because I went through to um, several contract manufacturing facilities, several cosmetic chemists, and the answer was always the same. Let's create a conventional type of formula and stick a few herbs, stick a few actives, and we'll call it organic and natural, and we'll try and work around that. And I was like, no, 
Ayurvedic, the Ayurvedic philosophy says that if you can't eat it, you shouldn't put it on your skin. It needs to be that pure. So even though it may be okay under cosmetic manufacturing guidelines, it's not okay under Ayurvedic or certified organic guidelines. So I did a bit more research into that and then I decided I could do this myself. My, um, my father was a cosmetic chemist, so that was his background. He was, a, he was actually an industrial chemist and one of the companies he worked for, he actually was a cosmetic chemist. And so I remember growing up with that background and I thought, look, I know I can do this. And so I decided to develop the formulas myself. So we have over 29 formulas that I've developed myself. And then I thought, okay, well, I'm going to make them. So (laughs) wasn't happy with the contract manufacturers because it was kind of like, let's pick up, you know, a standard formula and we can rebrand that as yours. And so I decided to find my own facility and with certified organic So we're certified with Australian Certified Organic, which is the best known, most prestigious certifier in Australia. And um, it's regulated by legislation and industry standards as to what Certified Organic needs to mean. So I decided to get certified through them, which meant I needed to have the premises also certified organic. So I went from developing cosmetic cosmetics to developing certified organic cosmetics to actually becoming a certified organic processor, meaning my actual facility was then certified organic. So I've had audits. In fact, I've got one coming up in a, in a couple of weeks. Um, so I went through that, sourced the building, set it up, organised Um, everything there and you know the whole process has taken me years to get to where I am right now and then last year we um we launched ACAR so it's been a long time coming Alison. Do you know you make it sound so simple but I know it wouldn't have been. Oh my gosh. Oh no. Do you still have the day spas? No, I don't have the spas. So in 2012, um, while I was working on the formulas and while I was working on getting the actual products right, I actually launched the products under the Samsara brand. So we actually had the products in the spa and we used them for treatments and we retailed them, but they were branded under the spa name. So 2012, I thought, you know what, this is a conflict of interest. I'm really struggling to work out the manufacturing and all also run the spas, although the original plan was to have the spas, re, you know, have the spas and the products run together. I thought, no, I want to take the products global. I actually want to take this brand that I've developed, this certified organic Ayurvedic skincare range, and take it global because to date I have not found any other certified organic Ayurvedic skincare brand worldwide. There's only a handful of certified organic products. And when I say certified organic, I mean Australian certified organic and what's called USDA certified organic, US certified organic standards, which are 95% of the content has to be from certified organic agriculture. And you need to have um, soil to skin traceability. So I need, so basically anyone that gets Australian certified organic to that 95% standard needs to be able to show that that product from the formulas and with the auditing and the testing that every ingredient, and we have over 120, every ingredient, the way it's farmed, the way it's um, processed, to the way it's um, transported and to the way it's stored, to the way it's um, manufactured in the final product, um, has to be there has to be a chain of traceability for all those steps. So 
there's no other product that I've come across worldwide that has that certification standard for an Ayurvedic um, philosophy product. So mm. I always knew I wanted to take the product global and to do that I had to um, leave the spas and I sold them and um, I decided to throw myself, you know, fully into setting up my manufacturing facility and going into producing the products, manufacturing them, and then retailing them. So, no, I don't own the spas anymore, but maybe one day I'll um, own more spas. Okay, so at that point, <laughs> you rebranded the skincare line to ACAR Wellness, yes. correct? Okay, so yes, from, there, from there, you know, you set everything else up. Have you started to go global with your distribution as yet, or you're still in yes. that process? You have. No, no, we have. So the exciting news is that um, so from the day we from the day we launched our website, uh, it's quite funny. Half of our online sales are really from overseas. So um, because people are looking specifically online for certified organic skincare, certified organic cosmetics, and Ayurvedic skincare, so they find us online. So a lot of our clientele from our website. Uh, funnily enough, from the US and from Europe, uh, UK specifically. However, in the last month, month and a half, we now have a distributor in Hong Kong and we're going into Korea and we also have um, potential distributors organised in the US and the UK. So that's um, pretty much that's our expansion strategy to really focus on Asia. That's our closest market. But also in terms of our demographic and in terms of... Um, where the demand is, the US is our biggest market at this stage because people, the US is always a little bit ahead of Australia in terms of um, understanding wellness. It's, it's, an, it's quite an emerging niche in Australia at the moment. It's an established market in America. Yeah. So I see us as being really sort of penetrating the US market um, in the next year because that's where the majority of our demand is. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not surprised mm. with that at all. Have you done any expos in any of these markets? Well, no, I haven't done any expos. I was actually in Dubai a few years ago because we did have some interest from the Emirates as well. They've got an interesting system, though, in terms of exporting too. But I was there um, as a part, as more like a... Um, as a spectator, but in terms of um, taking part in an expo, look, I haven't at this stage. I think I've always been really keen to grow slowly and organically. So that's what we've done in the last year since launch. We've um, got about six retailers in Australia and a couple of salons, and we want to focus on that. And then next year we're going to focus on um, getting into more of the spa the spas in Australia and then focus on the US retail and online market and then towards the end of next year going to the US and European spa spas. Um, but in terms of expos, I've heard mixed reviews on expos um, from speaking to other founders. I've heard they're a bit hit or miss. They um, they're quite a large investment. Yeah, quite a large investment. And I'd rather focus one-to-one with um, companies that I feel we have shared values and shared philosophies on wellness have, um, have and Ayurveda you, and certified organic. Have, have you sought these distributors and key people out internationally or have they come to you? 
they've come to Hong Kong. So Hong Kong came to me. Um, uh, a couple in the US came to me, a couple I've sourced. And um, the Australian ones, I've actually, uh, it's been a few, it's been mixed. So in Australia, we've actually had people come to us and I've actually gone outwards as well. So we're not really aggressive in our approach, only because for me, I'd rather be with key businesses that I feel we can partner and support. Yes. So the important part for me is that we're supporting our retailers, we're, we're not competing with them, um, that we educate them. Education is a large part of what we do. So with our spa partners and our salon partners, we run extensive training programs. I've developed training modules in terms of treatment protocol, step-by-step, um, how to do a facial, how to do a facial massage, how to do a body exfoliation, as well as ingredients knowledge. So they understand when they're talking to a customer, how to explain the herb name, for example, in relation to what that client needs at that with, time. With so that training that really you've done, extensive training. with that training that you've, you've done, yeah. have you created that via video content or are you on the ground? So it's... Um, it is on the ground. It's very much hands-on. So with spas, what I like to do is at this stage, because we're quite small, it's me doing all the training. But as we grow, I'll have to engage a trainer and then um, basically train them to deliver the, the mm -hmm. training modules. The reason for that, Alison, is with the spas because it's very tactile and um, they need to actually understand how to do the movements, how to do the product applications um it's very personal and specific having said that you're right video training is something i need to look at especially as we expand overseas it's not always going to be feasible for us to send trainers um overseas to everyone so it would have to be more on a case-by-case -case basis and i envision that we'll have our overseas spas having an on-site trainer that we train so they can then train their team yes. and have the video content at their disposal. Yeah. Mm. What would you say would be a contributing factor to the growth of your brand, do you think? I think the contributing factor to the growth is how different we are. So we're really unique. As I said earlier, we're the only certified organic Ayurvedic skincare range worldwide. We also won in our launch year last year the Australian Certified Organic Award for Cosmetic of the Year, and we are, we're in um, we're in the process of having that reviewed again this year because they're going to have their new awards again at the end of the year. So I think that's quite a prestigious award Australia-wide and overseas. So that got us a fair bit of recognition. Um, the other growth factor is that our formulas are very different. So we're not cream formulas. We're not gels because a lot of those formulas have, you know, anywhere between 80 to 90% water. So our formulas are all concentrated. So when people buy our skincare, they can actually see the actual ingredients that are in there and you can add water and you freshly activate the product so that they're immediately available for you to skin to use. So it's, we call it skin food because the products are, as I said, not your standard creams. They're very concentrated and they're very herbal. They're very aromatic. And you really have to engage with the products to use them. So it includes, you know, activating them with water, uh, massaging them into your skin, breathing them in. So I think that's part of our point of difference is oh, the tactile absolutely. nature of using the product. How long do the products last yeah, for? The so other, when, the, when the consumer buys like a tube or a yeah. product, how long do they generally last so firstly, we don't have tubes because they're usually plastic and all our products are housed in violet glass, um, which is fully recyclable. 
because the violet glass, they're Swiss-sourced glass, so it's called Muron glass, and they have what's called biophotonic capacities. So they actually preserve the product inside from deteriorating from UV rays, which is what causes a lot of deterioration. The other thing is that the products don't have any water in them, so we don't add water in our products, which is what causes bacterial and fungal growth. So we don't have that problem that a lot of conventional products that are creams and gels do. Um, so most of our products would last probably three to five years, but we do put a one to two year shelf life on them to maintain freshness. And we do say once you open the product to use it within six months. Mm. Um, having said that, I've got products that I've actually manufactured for myself to use about five years ago and they still smell as fresh mm. in that beautiful glass as I made them. But oh um, for our clients, yeah, we absolutely recommend using it within six months of opening and on a shelf that lasts two years easily. Wow. What's next for 2019 for you? 2019 is a very exciting year because we're going to focus on growing within the Australian market. We've had lots of demand there. It's more about, find, it's more about I guess, being quite selective about who we partner with um, and then growing into the US and European markets because um, that's where the big growth is and that's where the population is in terms of wellness followers. Your, people that do yoga have been big for us because Ayurveda and yoga are sister dis- disciplines. Um, so 2019 is really heavily, 2018 was more about testing the waters, you know, building up our training modules. And 2019 is really about taking that out into the world and saying, here you go, guys, here's the first certified organic Ayurvedic product that you're going to find. Um, probably the purest product on earth and take it to your spas and, you know, hand it over to your clientele because that's what they've been waiting for. Mm. (laughs) Fabulous. Oh, my gosh. Arathi, where can everyone find you online? So they can find us on our website, which is um, Eckhart Wellness, A-I-K-A, wellness.com. Arathi, thank you so much for joining us here today. Your product is incredible. (laughs) Thank you, Alison. Really glad you like it. And thank you so much for the opportunity to chat.